And here we go, folks. The crypto war is popping off, folks. Full update for you guys. Cryptocurrency, current events, and the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. I am your host, Zach Rector. It is always a pleasure. Here we come to you live on a Valentine's Day. Hopefully, you already took out your significant other or you guys uh, are, are going to be hitting it late night. Uh, well, that's what we're doing here on the West Coast at a 7.30 Pacific Standard Time. Let's get it popping over here. As we see the crypto wars popping off, we see the kinetic wars, real situations unfolding in the United States, full breakdown, full update, and it's going to be another massive, massive session for you guys. Let's continue to stay tapped in here by smashing that thumbs up for me, share this message far and wide, and if you need to get in touch, it's all at the website, okay? Let's get right on into it. I appreciate you guys. At the time of this recording, we got our Bitcoin, or your Bitcoin. It ain't my Bitcoin. You know me. Back up to 22100 for our Bitcoin. I'm watching this one closely. I'll talk about my trading setup. I'll talk about the charts and the sticks at the end of this session. 22120 130 for Bitcoin. Uh, 1500 for Ethereum and our XRP is at $0.38. Cents. We're watching that one closely for sure, along with the rest of the utility cryptocurrencies that we continue to accumulate. Massive session. Let's get it rolling, guys. Right on into it. This one from our good friend Ross Vandermeer. Everything is on schedule. Stop looking to the skies. It's all a distraction. 22 is here. The numerology is so important, and we understand that. If you're uh, confused on why that matters, make sure you guys tap in. We'll break it down here. You guys go back into our current events. Uh, what we were talking about, though, is 22 master destroyer, master builder number. I'll explain it later when we get on into it, but we're just going to go through the current events to get started, guys. Massive situations unfolding. Russian northern fleet with tactical nuclear weapons on board has been sent to international waters for the first time in 30 years. First time in 30 years, we have the Russian northern fleet, TAC nukes on board uh, out into the waters. Watch the water out there, okay? The situation's getting dicey. U.S. occupied Germany. Report here from AZ Geopolitics. Photos from the port of German Bremerhaven, where military equipment arrives for further shipments to Ukraine. American Bradley infantry fighting vehicles arrive there on Friday. So we're continuing to monitor this situation, and it's moving along pretty quickly on a day-to-day -day basis. The timeline of events from the Kobesi letter. February 2nd, we get the Chinese balloon, the Chinese object. Don't look up. February 2nd, Chinese balloon seen. February 3rd, train crash in Ohio contaminating river. More on that to follow. February 4th, Chinese balloon shot. February 11th, UFOs shot over Canada. 12th, UFO shot over Lake Huron. February 13th, train crash in Texas with toxic materials. What is happening? A couple other ones that he left out, right, would be we have one in, I, I believe it's South Carolina actually as well. And then we have this situation unfolding here in Tucson. Uh, Raw's alerts, raw alerts here. Shelter in place has been issued due to hazardous toxic chemicals leaking in Tucson, Arizona. We had another one in Houston. And I believe the other one was in, uh, I have it right here, South Carolina. South Carolina. Wall Street Silver shares this one with us. Areas of concern for downstream water supplies stock up on bottled water, perhaps just in case until risk can be determined, folks. And I'm going to here, here to say this is going to have an impact on the food supply, the water and everything that allows us to live the life that we got here. The blessed um, opportunity, the blessed landscape. Uh, you, you know, it's really we have it pretty well considering all the climate cra craziness and the damages and 
uh, now we see here that this this is the type of stuff that really sets us back. I mean, they want to you know stand outside of the embassy with the placards and talk about climate change. Well, this is this is actually destruction right here, and no one's talking about it. And I just want to reiterate, folks, that it's up to us to make sure that we can feed our families, that we have a plan, that we know what we what we got on the table, what we got tucked away, what we can do to maneuver during such interesting times, whether it's going to be you know, chemical spill in your town, whether it's going to be the war in Ukraine, Russia, potentially sp spreading further into Europe. We're seeing some interesting maneuvers on the chessboard. I don't like to feed into fear. And I don't actually, um, I, I actually don't get overwhelmed with fear, you know, FUD, un you know, fear, uncertainty, doubt, because we have clarity about what strategies we have, what stockpiles we have, what assets we continue to accumulate that operate offline that we can, Get things done, get deals done, get trading done, whatever it takes to get our family safely through this storm. That's what we continue to stay tapped in on. Now, let's continue on here, guys. Train derailment just happened in Ennery, South Carolina. And this one's from Code Monkey Z, by the way. I didn't know that Ron was still here. I, I'm glad to see that Ron's around. Good, interesting. We've, we've long time been, and I'm, let me make sure that I'm following Ron, actually. I gotta follow Code Monkey Z. Interesting little account there. Train derailment just happened in Ennery, South Carolina. He says, I'm not a train expert, but it looks like a few cars holding liquid derailed. Hopefully not another acid leak. Hopefully they don't light it on fire too. Hopefully they don't jail any journalists who go to investigate. Yeah, I, I would agree. Hopefully that's not the case, as we saw in Ohio. Very, very interesting. Not much news coverage. We saw that one reporter did get arrested. Um, and, and basically it's been cut off. And so then we're on a trust me bro basis with the local government, with, with whoever's showing up to handle that situation. We're just kind of on a trust me bro basis with them. And this is why uh, <laughs> we continue to follow accounts like this and others on Twitter. And I'm so glad that we're finally getting a little bit more coverage, a little bit more free speech enabled over there on that Twitter platform, whether you love them or hate them. Let us have the conversation. That's all we ask. Let us have a level playing field. Let us have the conversation. And because we cannot rely on the mainstream news to get the truth. Remember, they're, they're telling people that this is a safe situation. You know, they evacuated the immediate area of the Ohio situation. But they're telling, you know, no reason to concern. No, no, no. You, and I'm not, I'm just going to hold back my comments. And I'm going to, and I'm going to pray tonight for the people across this country, across this planet that are finding themselves in a sticky situation. And that's my nice way of putting it. I'm going to continue to pray for the good people of this planet. And I am still bullish long-term on humanity. But it's very clear to me the lengths that some people, some might call them the enemy, some might call them the agenda. And you can think of a hundred different names and a hundred different groups and a hundred different entities within that entity, right? They're willing to go to incredible lengths as they get exposed and I don't put anything past them, and I and I take my preparedness into my own hands, right? I have crypto, I'm moving digital, I'm moving into that new world, right? But I'm also going to position and hedge my bets with old world assets like silver, with food, with essentials. Whether things are smooth sailing in my region of the planet, in my corner of the United States, if that's fine, you know, we're smooth sailing up here, we're still going to see supply chain crisis impacts from these, you know, these events, particularly with our food, which is already 
one of the main catalysts uh, that we're seeing to bring inflation to the record high inflation levels that we've reached now in uh, 40 years. Okay, more data points to follow. Let's keep on keep on running it up, guys. Now we have this account. Wyatt is telling us the truth, and I'm going to be careful. I'm going to skip over a little bit of this. They derailed a train carrying perhaps the worst chemical cargo possible and then detonated every single car carrying substance right in the middle of the most prime farmland in the country. That's clear and obvious in act. I'm not going to read that. I'm not going to read that. I'm going to skip over that. I'm going to finish this last sentence. This weather system, quote unquote, weather system is in fact the worst toxic waste known to man put into the sky. And I'm just going to skip over that last. Now, once again, um, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm not a chemical engineer. And I've actually seen some people explain why they had to blow it up or burn it off or whatever they've decided to do, right? It's a very, very complex situation and i'm not going to sit here for one second and i act like i've ever heard of that chemical like i know what's going on what i do know is i don't trust the mainstream media and i don't trust the people that tell me it's safe or the people that tell me oh here take this this is safe or here put this on this will help and this will protect you so we're on our own now if you guys haven't figured this out and this is why it's so important our community is so strong and it's much more than just cryptocurrency. And you guys can see that current events. And if you can't survive this transfer of wealth, you ain't going to be able to partake in it. You ain't going to be able to provide generational wealth for your family. If we can't survive this situation, if we don't take those matters into our own hand, and I'm going to tell you right now, I did go to Costco, did drop a check. I'm just going to leave it at that. And I'm going to, I'm going to leave it at this too. <laughs> Shameless plug. We're going to be having a prepping session on February 25th. And, and I just want to reiterate, this is not about being crazy, folks. You guys see the food inflation. I'm about to go through the CPI lie data. So whether it's smooth sailing in your neck of the woods or not, the inflation is going to continue to hit. You might want to just stack up a little bit just so you can hedge your bets in that matter. You got a little one at home. Maybe you need some diapers, extra baby wipes. You don't know what they're going to put us through. We are going through staged events, folks. And then we're going through real scenarios uh, that, that, are, that are just building up, right? This is a this is a snowball effect. It's ramping up. As, as I started this episode, 22 is here. Everything is going according to plan. Don't look up to the sky from Ross Vandermeer. Little riddle to start the, little secret sauce to start the episode. All last year, we talked about, guys, master destroyer, master builder number. These people worship the numbers. These people worship the moons. So I throw the moon phase indicator in my chart, short the hell out of Bitcoin, and then I follow the numbers, and these people, they love it. They live off it. They operate by it. And it's allowed us to stay ahead of the game. So we knew, 22, we knew what was going to be in store. Now we move into the new year, depending on what calendar you're on. It goes deep. It goes deep with the secret sauce. Don't have time to explain it all tonight. But folks, this is what we've been preparing for. So once again, we've already had multiple prepping sessions within my Discord community. This 25th of February date that's coming up here shortly, we're going to be having another session. How to take care of your family during these scenarios. We don't know what's going to hit us. There's a dozen different potential scenarios and threats facing you and your family right now. You prepare for the same, you're preparing the same way for about all of them. So that's the beautiful part about that. Is if you're preparing for one of these scenarios, you're most likely covered for the rest. You know. And there's levels to the game with everything. There's levels to the game. 
but we've done beginning sessions on just how to, you know, you know, have a little plan, how to use precious metals for, for barter. And you were, we're absolutely blessed uh, to have people within our community that have rode out the storm, have rode out, you know, the hurricanes down there in the South, 30 days without power, 30 days, not 10 days of darkness, folks. And so that's what we're that's what we're going to be doing at the end of this month, guys. And uh, I, I couldn't find better timing for it as we just continue to see. As we ro rolled into the new year, we got the new year, new energy, the crypto market's pumping. Oh my gosh, all the doofus morons are going long. The bottom's in. Let's have some fun. The party's back. <laughs> yeah, you thought. You thought the party was back. And we're about to get into the crypto war that's popping off in real time. But I do want to say thank you for everyone that's tuning in tonight. Cheers. I'm sipping on some tea tonight. As you can tell, maybe I got a, I got a little snivels. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to say too much, but I hang around some certain people and then I come home with the snivels. I don't know what's up with that. But anyways, a little tea for me tonight. My man, my man, echo the truth. Price changes over the last year's CPI report. Fuel up 27%. Uh, 27%. Gas utilities, 26%. Transportation, 14%. Electricity, 12%. Food at home, 11%. Food away from home, 8.2%. Shelter, 7.9%. Overall, CPI, 6.4%. New cars, 5.8%. Medical care, 3%. Gasoline, 1.5%. Used cars, 11.6%. Who's tracking the eggs? Can somebody pull up the chart on the eggs, folks? This is the reality. And I'm about to show you guys a couple points here. The markets are delusional. The markets pumped once again off today's news that uh, what we got, the CPI lie came in at 6.4%. That's still a lie, still phony. And just this last month, they changed how they record it. So it's all manipulated data and it's all lies. Once again, you can't trust your government in regards to some scenarios. And we definitely can't trust them in regards to the CPI lie, the, the manipulated economic data that they continue to give us out every single week. The situation on the streets, as we just ran through, is much worse than, than a 6.4 inflation, right? So let's get into this. The Cabessi letter. Current situation. Stocks up like Fed pivot is happening. Futures show no rate cuts in 2023 like the Fed pivot is gone. Three, the VIX is up like the bear market is back. Four, gold is down like we now have deflation. Five, treasury yields up like inflation is 10%. What's your take on this? The markets are delusional. The markets are bots. They're literally trading with bots. They're trading with algorithms. They're programmed to buy the dip and they don't look between the lines. They don't read past the phony fake data and they think that they're going to front run the Fed pivot and the Fed is going to have to maintain these interest rates to keep inflation down. It's a very simple situation. Since the pandemic, we've had one, record low interest rates, two, four trillion in fiscal stimulus, three, largest geopolitical conflict since World War II, four, record levels of uncertainty, five, bear market for equities, yet gold is down 3% since 2021. Gold had every reason to rally and failed. Yes, true. But has gold failed or have the derivative traders succeeded? Because we can see it clear as day and even more so with the derivatives rigging that's taking place with the silver markets. Same thing taking place with gold. JC, Comex silver inventory down another million ounces today. 
hedge funds crowding into futures short positions while the market has rarely been tighter, setting up for the squeeze of the year with Peru imploding, China exploding, and Russian escalation as massive catalysts. Guys, we had 200 million ounce shortage deficit last year for silver. We're seeing record amount of derivative shorts coming in from these hedge funds, still trying to push this thing down, still manipulating this. And the central bank's probably part of that as well, because we know that the central banks are buying more gold than they have in 55 years. So yes, on paper, gold is is only up or what it's down 3%, whatever that number was, right? So has gold failed? Or have the derivatives and the suppression tactics been successful in keeping gold suppressed while central banks acquire more than more gold than they have in 55 years? And while we see the COMEX vaults have been drained to levels that they've never been seen in history, especially uh, London's metals exchange as well. So while the vaults have record drawdowns, while silver in particular has a 200 million deficit last year, 200 million ounce deficit last year in 2022, with an increase of demand from the industrial uses and utility of silver in the new green economy, in the batteries, in the solar panels, you need the silver. And you need even more silver in these new solar panels. Solar is just eating up silver like crazy. And like I said, we already have a 200 million ounce shortage when we saw silver demand actually grow by a tremendous amount last year, I think it was 18% growth in demand. But once again, supply could still not meet up with that. Supply fell short. Simple dynamics at play and simple manipulation at play in the derivatives market. It's clear as day to see. Now, we can see it easier in the cryptocurrency space because we're tracking it on chain, but it's very easy to see. We, we just put these data points together. They haven't bought this much gold in 55 years since the last time they reset the currencies. The vaults are at their lowest levels ever. The amount of derivatives trading is at all time high. Very simple data points, and it's very simple to see. So in my opinion, gold has not quote unquote failed. The derivatives and the suppression have succeeded. When that story goes up, when they have to move to basal compliance, when we have to reset, revalue, and restructure all currency and debt on this planet, we come into a new reality. And gold has succeeded in maintaining its value up to this point. I understand the play. Personally, for me, seeing the manipulation in silver and the, the fact that I, I just want to you know start stacking my silver here over the last year, I'm just getting into the precious metals game. I've stuck to silver so far, but I understand why people tuck away that gold as well. Now, you guys can head on over to my website, hit that gold link, and you can get in touch with my people. They will send the metals directly to your house or if you need to roll over your 401k retirement account, they will help you successfully do that as well. Now let's continue on folks, massive session here tonight, and we're only about halfway through. Let's get it going. We're rolling on into crypto here shortly, by the way. Occupy the Fed dystopian parody says this, fun fact, the US Federal Reserve still hasn't sold a single cent of the trillions it has added to its balance sheet over the past three years of high inflation. In fact, the Fed is still buying tens of billions in treasuries per month, but trust us, the Fed is absolutely hawkish. Yeah, so once again, they're, 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 they've got two things here that they can do, right? They, they got the interest rates and then they have the money supply. And what they're doing right now is they're buying back treasuries tens of billions per month. And they were t telling us that they were about to do quantitative tightening and they were about to dump, sell off this balance sheet. And from the very beginning, I asked who the hell is going to buy that Shiite? Excuse my language. Who's going to buy that from, from the federal government, right? Who's going to buy those treasuries? 
And it's not even from the federal government. It's from the Federal Reserve, right? An unconstitutional entity, if we're going to talk about that, right? An unconstitutional entity at that, right? But we see here, they're still buying tens of billions after they took the balance sheet from about $4 trillion all the way up to about $9 trillion, And I think that that was the all-time high. And I'm not sure what the current numbers are, folks. But once again, we're getting this whole rug pull by the Fed while they continue to do things like this behind the scenes, continuing to buy back treasuries, keeping, it, keeping things afloat helping to keep that dollar afloat. Now let's get on into our cryptocurrency update, guys. Crypto war is popping off. Let's get right on into it, okay? We have this one from Charles Gasparino. Per Eleanor Tarrett, we have this one. Uh, securities lawyers, including a past top SEC government official, say SEC is looking to largely cut off crypto in all its forms after the FTX debacle. SEC has blanketed crypto with so-called Wells notices signaling intent to bring cases. Okay. Now, we did get clarification from Circle here from Dante Desparte, who is the CTO of Circle or the chief strategy officer. Okay. He says that they have not received a Wells notice yet. He is clarifying Eleanor Tarrant put out the 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 rumor uh, that they had been served, but apparently they have not. And so Eleanor is correcting herself right here. Here is the response from Circle. I went with the word of several trusted sources on this. I apologize for the mistake. Now that's honest reporting. I like to see that. Eleanor Tarrant, one of the few that's covering this Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. And I like people that come back and clarify their mistakes. So great. Huge shout out to Ellie Tarrant. Now she shares this one. She asked Tom Emmer for his reaction to the crypto blitz. Where are the rules? After the fact, enforcement actions mean nothing unless paired with framework for compliance. Gary Gensler has subjected the crypto community to regulatory purgatory with little to no ways to offer registered compliant products and services in the United States. And in the process has hurt everyday American investors the most. We need to bring crypto firms into the United States safe and strong markets, not relegate them offshore, leaving investors vulnerable to inefficient, uh, inefficient regulatory safeguards. Now, we're still waiting for that new day. We're waiting for these Republicans to actually hold somebody accountable, you know, and, and there are a few ones on the other side of the aisle. We don't play politics. We don't play game. We don't do left, right stupidity. We say, let's, let's ha have some accountability. Let's get something done. How is your program worked out for those of you that have been serving us for decades and haven't done anything besides increase your net worth? It's time to step down, move aside and get the hell out of the way, please. The real Americans are going to move in here and we're going to take this thing over and we're going to start to actually get something done. Absolutely ridiculous. Tom, I appreciate it. Okay, but we got to move and we got to press forward more aggressively. Has to be done, Tom. Uh, and, and, and the rest of those that serve us, they're supposed to be representing us. We need to accelerate. We need to move stronger. We need to call Gary in now. Don't wait for him. Don't complain. I see them complaining that Gary made another appearance on CNBC but hasn't made it in to testify. Demand that he comes in. Demand that he comes in. And to the mainstream news, the mainstream media, the Fox, uh, what is it, the uh, CNBC clowns that interview Gary and give him the softball questions, you, you should be ashamed of yourselves. This is a guy that's destroying innovation within this country and holding back America, holding back opportunity. This goes against everything that made this country great. The opportunity that we once had is being destroyed by this SEC. As they consider, consider raising the limits uh, for an accredited investor opportunities up to $10 million, they are trying to limit our abilities to access 
fun, uh, you know, fundamental technology and new opportunities, great opportunities. But what do they want us to do? They, they want to shill us into that 60-40 portfolio for your 401k retirement, shilled by the Wall Street bros, the Wall Street brokers that are broker than you, got something to sell you, okay? They got something to pitch you, and they continue to just say, trust me, bro, as we see the third worst year ever for the 60-40 portfolio and the worst year ever for the bonds last year. Folks, where is your 401k at right now? Drop a comment for me. Let me know. What are you doing with your 401k right now? Your little nest egg that's supposed to take you to the finish line. What is happening with that right now? We got to have a plan, folks. Now, in regards to cryptocurrency, we warned about this day. We warned about this time. Our assets, yes, they are down in price, but we still have control. We haven't lost them. We're not getting caught up in these games. We're not getting caught up in these exchanges. We've already secured our assets, and we knew this time was coming. Now, the crypto war really ramping up. And we now know that Circle basically ratted out Paxos Treasury for their minting of Binance USD. And so I'm going to show you guys that. But we see this from Dirty Bubble Media. Printers are running at full capacity at Circle. Check this out, folks. 430 million in two minutes. So although Circle hasn't received the Wells notice, they have fired up the money printers. 220 million USD printed, and then in another transaction, 210. 430 million printed at the USDC Treasury in just two minutes. That took place today, and I'll show you guys the charts here later today, and you'll be able to see the correlation. Oh, gee, go figure. Go figure. The markets are back up, and who, who was the, the candidate today? It was USDC, right? Now, this one from Tony Edward, Thinking Crypto. Little thread here on what's taking place. He says, I spoke to a source who cannot be named, and they gave me insight on the at attack on crypto, aka Operation Choke Point 2.0. This person worked in government and now in the crypto industry. This attack was green lighted from the top, it is coming from the Biden administration. This is why you see the SEC, CFTC, and other agencies targeting crypto companies in parallel. This is why Gary Gensler is so bold and not afraid of the consequences. He knows he doesn't have a case, but he's still moving forward anyways. The negative influence on the administration is coming from the following parties. Janet Yellen absolutely does not like crypto. SEC Chair Gensler wants more power for the SEC and will give some of it back when regulations come, but will have a large slice of the pie by then. As we always said, about 90% of these coins did an ICO. They do classify as a security. So Gary Gensler's SEC is going to have jurisdiction over a lot of crypto. We've always said that. The Fed. Stable coins undermine the Fed and banking industry's control of money to a certain degree. I've personally spoken about this. CBDCs are coming. The digital dollar cannot be usurped by stable coins. Gary Gensler wants to be face to be the face of this attack because he wants to build this clout and resume. He would like to get the treasury job in the future. Okay. So so Gary's looking to get stepped on up here to treasury, I guess. Can this be stopped? Yes, but Congress has to act. Will they? That's the big question. 
I hope Tom Emmer, Bill Heisinger, Tim Scott, Patrick McHenry, and others can get something done this year. Prepare for more pain. The attack has just started. They will continue to apply pressure. Of course, fraudster SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried, gave them the ammo they needed to be this aggressive. We have to fight back. We have to drum up as much noise as we did with the infrastructure bill. My opinion, we are in the, quote, then they fight you phase. As we've seen throughout history, then they can slow disruptive tech, but they can't stop it. I'm bullish long term. Me as well. Real utility, real projects, but you have to watch out because we've got a crypto war underway. On occasion, Binance only had $100 million in stored collateral to support $1.7 billion in Binance-pegged USDC. So we talked about this last month, Binance USD at the Paxos Treasury. Massive amount of printing took place last month that led us into that bull trap rally. And John Reed's star comments right here. Perhaps this is why Binance has no outside auditor. It's difficult to reconcile a balance sheet with $1.7 billion on one side and $100 million on the other side. Okay? So we're seeing this start to get exposed. And apparently this is coming from Stablecoin Issuer Circle warned New York regulator about rivals Binance uh, Stablecoin and what they were doing here with, with Binance pegged USDC. Now, a quick point. I used to have a bunch of people, and people still do from time to time, ask me about Binance XRP. Um, and I don't even know what that is. XRP wrapped on Binance chain or whatever the hell that is. And I always said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Get the XRP, whether you hold it on the exchange or you're going to move it off to your uh, offline assets, um, your, your uh, cold storage wallets like we always recommend. That is the, the way to secure these assets, okay? But absolutely not. We do not do wrapped games with Binance or anybody else. You want real XRP, true XRP, and you don't want to rely on these exchanges to say, trust me, bro, we got some XRP for you. You want to buy your XRP and get it the hell off these exchanges. Now we continue to see here from Whale Chart, 831 million outflow from Binance in 24 hours, the largest since FTX bankruptcy in December 2022 FUD. Now what I see right now is USDT, USDT is like the, the chosen stablecoin of the manipulators, of the entities behind the Fed, of the entities behind a lot of the powers that be. But then I also see that USDC appears to me like they're going to get a green light as well because they're just right in line with the bankers. They already have funding from BlackRock, from um, Vanguard, from, from many of the Wall Street names that you would think of, right, that have piled hundreds of millions of dollars into them as an investment. And they've been trying to work with the regulators from the very beginning. I mean, USDC, for all intents and purposes, will support a digital dollar. It will support a U.S. dollar. It is, you know, backing it by holding treasury bonds and cash, and they have started to put out weekly audits, if I if I am correct on that, okay? So, once again, USDC looks like they're going to make it USDT. I still don't know if they're going to make it the whole way. You know, they've had a lot of time to come into compliance. They've been investigated for years. They've already had previous settlements, right? But it's interesting to see both of them. And, and I think that the way that this goes down with the stable coins is you can make a stable coin, whatever you want to do, but you're going to have to be, there's going to be rules for backing that coin. There's going to be proof of audits. There's going to be rules and regulations around that. And I think that they are going to, you know, maybe try to force their, basically force their hand by making people, if it's going to be a US dollar denominated token, you're going to have to back it by US dollars, right? That's going to have to be in the form of real dollars or real treasuries. Um, so it's going to be interesting. We see, you know, they changed up the basal compliance and now they're allowing, uh, the banks 
in the Bank of International Settlements to hold up to 2%, give or take. It's, it's going to be about 2% starting next year is going to be allowed uh, to be in digital assets for banks. Okay, So we're starting to see a shift in the rules and the compliance for reserves for gold, for US dollars, for treasuries, and we're going to see it for stable coins as well. This all ties together. Some of these guys are doing the backroom door deals that will allow them to get to the other side. They're hand in hand with the bankers. They've been funded by the Wall Streets. Okay, So they're going to make it to the other side. But in the meantime, we can't get caught up in what's taking place on these exchanges because the liquidity crisis is here. So we had 831 million outflow from Binance in 24 hours. This is the largest FT, uh, since the FTX bankruptcy in December 2022 FUD. So we have nearly a billion dollars outflowing out of Binance. And remember, we already had about 12 billion outflows from Binance in just Q4 of 2022, okay? So we're gonna have to continue to watch that one. On top of this, and this is what I'm talking about, whether USDC Circle makes it, whether Tether makes it, these exchanges don't have liquidity. Binance US has paused USDC withdrawals on the ETH chain due to a temporary shortage. Last withdrawal was processed nine hours ago. Does it really take that long to move funds cross chain? So we had reported on how they were shutting down, um, basically on the Binance platform, they were shutting down uh, people's ability to use US, US banks last week. Now this all started, right? It started with one, one bank, Silvergate, was cutting off transactions under $100,000. So, so they were cutting off smaller transactions and it was just one bank. And, and we said, guys, look deeper. This is a sign of what's to come. Then, Last week, on Wednesday, Binance puts out the notice that they're going to be temporarily shutting down people's ability to uh, basically load up U.S. dollars from their bank accounts, U.S. bank accounts, okay? And now what do we see here today? Binance has paused USDC withdrawals on the East Chain due to a temporary shortage. So, point taken, they like to use the word temporary. Let's see how that goes. I'm not trying to feed into the FUD. I'm not trying to pick winners and losers. I just say, let's see real audits done. Let's see real proof of reserves. And regardless, I'm still not going to trust you. And I'm going to pull my XRP, my utility cryptocurrencies off of your platform. Thank you very much. I don't care. Take your fee. Let's conduct a business transaction. And then I'm going to be pulling my cryptocurrency off of your platform, at least my long-term holdings. Okay. But we're going to have to continue to watch that one. Now, Jesse, Jesse Hines taps in here. There are positives and negatives in everything. Take, for example, this recent SEC assault on crypto. Negative, all of it. But the positive, here we go. The positive is that Ripple has had a three-year head start on everyone else towards a resolution. Even XRP haters are going to start hoping and praying that Ripple wins. The destiny of many of these actions will lie in the Ripple defense. If there is one company in this space that I would want to have the first shot at making case law, it's Ripple. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is going to give us a head start uh, before the whole rest of the uh, of the space. And like CryptoBull says right here, the SEC versus Ripple lawsuit will come to an end any time now. First, we have the XRP will be regulated. Two, all exchanges will relist XRP. Well, we'll see. Some may. Maybe all of them will bring it back online. I'm sure that they would love to. If it's the first cryptocurrency with regulatory clarity, I'm sure they would love to. And many exchanges uh, outside of the U.S. have kept XRP this whole time. Three, banks and big corporations will start to use XRP. Well, we already know. 
Partners like Bank of America are waiting for the SEC lawsuit to conclude so that they can use XRP for a, quote, competitive advantage. Four, Ripple will go public and trading at the stock exchange. And that's going to just be massive catalyst, massive, massive deals underway. And we have a company in Ripple that continues to make deals and their partners continue to make deals. It's interesting. Every one of Ripple's partners is making deals. They're making acquisitions right now. Wrath of Kahneman shares this one with us. Hope to understand the plumbing here. RippleNet user Alfardon Exchange just expanded its digital wallet offering 70 in 35 countries in Africa and Asia. Among the new supported wallets are a number of Ripple users. Egypt is highlighted and digital wallet users in Egypt will now be able to receive transactions through a number of mobile wallets. Note that three of Ripple partners are included, CIB, QNB, and NBE. Though it is uh it isn't clear these mobile wallet user these mobile wallets utilize Ripple Net. Okay. Among these wallets outside of Egypt, and remember, um Central Bank of Egypt is one of the the, the, the banks that uh Ripple has been working with, right? The Bank of Egypt. Alfardon Exchange has added Ripple partners Gcash and Bcash, also MTN Mobile Money, which I have suspicions about. They at least work with Flutterwave, but can't confirm Ripple. So None of this involves XRP. Some Ripple partners are involved. Alfredon Exchange is trying to become a hub, though, so, uh, so it is potentially significant. They are a Ripple partner given their broadening connections. Okay? So, fantastic work by, by, by uh, Wrath of Kahneman. And what I love about Wrath is he's not into the hype. He sticks to the facts. You know, he doesn't say, oh, this confirms that they're using XRP. Right? He's talking about these are Ripple partners. Right. And these uh, this exchange is firing up basically more corridors firing up here in uh, Africa and Asia, 35 countries. And we have a RippleNet user Alfredon exchange expanding those digital wallet offerings. And uh, like I said, you just look and you see that even if they haven't accumulated bags of XRP that we know of. Right. If they're not an ODL client, if they're not using on demand liquidity XRP yet. Right. We continue to see that Ripple partners are making moves, big time moves, big time investments and big time growth and adoption. And we continue to see that more and more on demand liquidity quarters are firing up. We just saw in the markets report that we now have 40 markets that on demand liquidity is now available. So a lot of this on demand liquidity is now just becoming available for these Ripple net partners. And then we got the direct word from uh, members at Ripple saying that Ripple does not want to sell as much XRP as their on-demand liquidity customers want. Let me repeat that. Ripple does not want to give up or sell as much XRP as their on-demand liquidity customers want. So even though we have many RippleNet clients that are not using XRP yet, we got the report that 60% of RippleNet transactions are happening on on on-demand liquidity XRP. And then we got confirmation from Neil Hartner at Ripple working on ODL that yes, Ripple does not want to give up or sell as much XRP as their on-demand liquidity customers want. So what did Ripple do? They, they tucked away $2.1 billion back into escrow in Q4. Remember, they get released $3 billion every quarter. So they tucked back $2.1 billion, two-thirds of that XRP that they get released for free. They decided to reinvest that back into the escrow, lock it back up for 55 months while they went on a buying spree, giving up $8 billion worth of US US dollars trading for XRP so that they could turn around and funnel that XRP 
$9 billion worth of XRP sold to their on-demand liquidity partners in 2022. Massive, massive year for on-demand liquidity growth and massive growth and, and, and uh, success that we're seeing with Ripple partners. Even though they haven't confirmed to be using ODL XRP yet, I just find it interesting, right? Warren Buffett doubling down on his investment in Bank of America, right? We see this partner, right? Expanding their wallets to 35 corridors where we see ODL fired up as well. Africa, Asia, South America, fire up the corridors, flip the switch. And as soon as you get clarity there, as soon as you can flip that switch, it allows every bank and financial institution means it means that every bank and financial institution within that region, within that corridor has the thumbs up. Now, the two kickers that I really loved to see last year was France and Sweden. The France and Sweden ODL corridors tell me that we have the green light in the Eurozone, and it's just a matter of those dominoes uh, dropping. It's just a matter of the first bank and financial institution within those countries to fire up the corridor and say, yes, we're going to start settling on on-demand liquidity XRP. We now see and know that 60% of RippleNet transactions are going through on-demand liquidity XRP. So that's fantastic update from Ripple for us. Now, we have this, we have this news as well, confirmation as well. Another Ripple partner who is going to be launching a CBDC and Ripple, another company that has enabled these central banks to build their CBDC on Ledger within one day. Never forget that. I was always amazed when David and team put that out. And they said, yeah, we can build out your CBDC and launch it in one day. And we can give you a private uh, a private layer on top of the ledger to settle up 100,000 plus transactions per second for you. So you have that privacy. The retail won't be able to track all of your transactions, won't be able to follow it, right? You'll be able to have that privacy, okay? But then you'll also be able to ramp up to 100,000 transactions per second on that private ledger as well. And then we see this, another one, out of uh, Gold Telegraph reporting this one. Central Bank of United Arab Emirates is planning to issue a central bank digital currency. So we have another country launching that CBDC. Now we have hundreds of protesters march through the streets of Amsterdam to protest against the launch of the CBDC in the Netherlands. The protesters argue that the digital currency is a threat to their privacy. Okay, yeah. Now, here's the thing, folks. For me, I've invested in XRP, which is one of the few cryptocurrencies that's going that already has CBDCs built on it. Let's be clear about that. We already have central bank digital currencies built on the XRP ledger, and we have Ripple partnered up in consulting many of the world's largest central banks. Absolutely. But... I've invested in the technology that will enable CBDCs, but then I've also invested in the old, the old little precious metal that allows me to move offline. And I understand the concerns. I understand why people are hitting the streets to protest the CBDCs. Absolutely get it. Absolutely a concern for us here in America as well. And absolutely, we're going to demand that if they do launch the CBDC, that we have a respect for our privacy and our rights need to still remain intact. And that's a battle that we're fighting every damn day here. And you guys are seeing that as we cover this news on a daily basis for you guys. This is the fight that we're in. I want both options. I want to be prepared no matter which way this market goes, no matter what disaster comes through town, no matter what weather event comes through town, no matter what army is off our coastline, no matter what balloon flies over our sky, no matter what train derailment or unfortunate event takes place. We got options. And that's what it's about with our program. Now, let's get into the market here real quick, taking a look at Bitcoin, folks. 
major, major bearish indicator. Hate to be that guy. Uh, hate to be that guy. But we have Bitcoin made its first ever death cross on the weekly chart, folks. This is on the um, 200 weekly uh, moving average getting crossed up here by the 50-week moving average, okay? Let's take a look at this chart here real, real quick for you guys. Massive, massive. Remember, though, this is a lagging indicator. This is a lagging indicator. The, the moving averages are a lagging indicator. Before we get into the technical analysis, I want to be clear on that, okay? So, Either we're about to witness um, another historical move to the downside, or we, we've already got that, and this is this is a lagging indicator that's not going to give us much data to go off of. But I, I would choose that first option that we're about to see another major, major hit to the cryptocurrency space because if the stable coin liquidity dries up, as you guys saw, 430 USDC printed today that led to those green candles. They are pumping this thing up before, so, so that they can get exit liquidity so that they can cover their ass. This is very simple, very easy to be done. In fact, the court, the judge is now pulling Sam Bankman-Fried back in because apparently he's been using VPNs and who knows what he's doing, but I would speculate this guy's still up to operations trying to figure out how to cover his ass, how to pay his lawyer bills, and still trying to stay, stay afloat, trade the market, you know, being the arbitrage god that he is, Right. And he just can't help himself. He has to use the VPMs to do whatever the hell he's doing, right? But we can see it clear as day, guys. It was Binance USD last month along with USDC. And then once again today, further confirmation. Okay, so let's take a look here at the charts, guys. Absolutely got to take a look at this trading setup that I'm in. I am not in any trade right now currently, okay? I'm watching this thing. I almost pulled the trigger right up here at 22,200. Right up in here, I was looking at this chart. It was starting to look interesting for me, okay? We are back down to 22,000 right now at the time of this recording, okay? 22,100 basically is where we're at. And I'm gonna watch this thing, and I'm gonna watch this thing closely here. I'm gonna wait to see because it doesn't make sense that the markets would be up, right? But they are up to the manipulation. They rigged this thing, okay? And so we're seeing it right now as we speak. USDC gets printed and look at those fat green candles. We're on the four hour chart on Qcoin. Hey, by the way, did a massive amount of you guys drop out? I saw we had like well over 600 in the chat, and then we went back down to 400. Maybe people thought that I was wrapping up the show or something, but we were up like way over 600, and then I saw it go all the way down to 400, and sometimes I've seen that happen where we just get like a few hundred viewers just get wiped out and have to come back. Let me know in the comments down below, or if you guys just left because you were tired of watching me and you want me to wrap up this session, but I got to tell you what this setup here that we see is clean as day. Uh, we, we watched it right into this uh, full moon, full moon that we got on February 5th. You guys know the deal. We shorted the hell out of that, took profits back down to our support line here at 21,500. And we're just watching this thing closely, Kay. Remaining patient. You can see here, this is your chart here for the take us back to the full uh, last, last month. Let me zoom out here for you. Let me zoom out here so you guys can take a look at that thing. Massive, massive move, massive amount of manipulation, massive, absolutely up 50% from those November lows. Now I'm going to turn off that moon phase indicator. Let's measure this move from, from, from the absolute lows, the bottom 56%, 56% pump for the Bitcoin here. Absolutely massive. You saw what took place 
Massive amount of manipulation, okay? So we waited. I remained patient. But once we got up into here, 23,000 plus, I said, this is absolutely bullshit and I'm placing my short. Excuse my language, I apologize. And then we took profits, okay? Right now, I am waiting patiently here, watching this setup. You guys see how I got my doofus more on TA going? I got my, oh, there's the charts right there. You guys didn't even get to see the charts. I apologize. YouTube, here's your measurement. That's what I was showing you guys. 56% move right there on the charts. Massive amount of manipulation, massive amount of Binance USD, massive amount of circle, USDC, treasury, firing it up, the printers. Let's send it. Let's cover our ass. And this is what's taking place, guys. We weren't falling for that bait, right? But, but, remember, the manipulation is still underway. The Wells notice hasn't been received by Circle yet, and they fired up and they printed $430 million worth of USDC just today. So when we zoom in on this chart, and we wonder why here on the four-hour chart here, we see all these, all these green candles, all these big green candles today. Well, 430 million USDC printed today. Enjoy the pump. Enjoy the Valentine's Day pump. Maybe that, you know, that's good. It allowed the Bitcoin bros to maybe take out some profits and uh, take, take their uh, significant other out on a date. I hope that you were able to enjoy your Valentine's Day at this point in time. Guys, if you haven't already, let's smash that thumbs up and let's open it up for some Q&A real quick. Fire it up. Drop your comments down below. Let me know. Remember, this thing's move, moving quickly, so we're being prepared on every single level. Within my Discord community, we're talking about cryptocurrency, how to buy, how to store it, how to trade it, how to move it, how to airdrop it, how to DeFi it, right? Precious metals, real estate session. We did a real estate seminar two weekends ago. Definitely get tapped in on that. How are we going to maneuver in the real estate asset class during this crisis? Okay. And then at the end of this month, we're going to be having our prepping session. Okay. Prepping session coming in here at the end of the month on the 25th of February. So you can go to my website, sign up for the Patreon, get access to the discord group, get tapped in with our community. That's going to be prepared and riding out this storm in real time. You continue to see the events unfold. My thoughts and prayers go out to everyone and my pleading, begging, uh, message for you tonight is to please have a plan. Please get prepared. Please get tapped in. If you haven't already, make sure you smash that thumbs up. Make sure you hit that notification bell and have subscribed here. Okay. Thank you so much. And let's go into rapid fire Q&A. Thank you so much. Yeah. USDC is apparently the one. Circle is the only other one at the table with Ripple. Absolutely. So do I hold USDC or USDT? Right now I'm holding USDT in my futures account on Qcoin. Okay. That's the only stable coin that I ever end up holding is it when I got Tether in my trading account so that I can short the hell out of Bitcoin. That's the only time that I hold stable coins. Right now, other than that, the only stable coins that I'm holding would be XRP, would be silver, and would be cash. In hand, in the bank account. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't store over 250000 in any bank account. Remember the FDIC systemic risk that they were talking about at that November meeting is real. They know that it's coming. They don't know what the event is going to be, but they know that we're going through a liquidity crisis and that we're not done with the pain. So make sure cash in hand, cash in bank accounts, no more than 250000 How's your 401k doing? Maybe you can roll it over to Precious Metals by getting in touch with my people if you want to do that, okay? How is your crypto bag doing? Well, it's been absolutely slaughtered and killed, but we've secured our assets. We're not losing our cryptocurrency and we're shorting the hell out of this manipulated bull trap rally. And then we're watching patiently. 
We're watching patiently and we continue to accumulate on the dips. The beautiful thing about being tapped in and knowing when the dips is coming is that we don't have to be emotionally scared. There's no FUD. We already have our limit orders placed. When XRP goes back to 30 cents, we're backing up the truck. When XRP goes back to 20 cents, God bless the one of the greatest opportunities in, in our lifetimes to accumulate this asset at prices so low for so long. I mean, guys, the mockery, uh, by, by putting this thing out in front of us, by suppressing it, by squeezing us, by running us through the ringer for the last two years in this SEC lawsuit, while they, uh, while they accumulate record amounts of XRP behind the scenes. Now, um, I actually just got some, sent something interesting by Patrick Riley. Huge shout out to Patrick Riley. If you didn't catch out that interview that I did with CEO of Reaper Finance, Patrick Riley, definitely go check that out. We just did that session last weekend. Absolutely massive. But I just got some info sent to me by him in regards to the BNY Mellon heir, um, who, who was the, the, the BNY Mellon guy who basically was taken over the throne and he accumulated a just a ton of XRP. I think $50 million worth of XRP plus. Um, and, and then he ended up having an untimely death, right? But I got some info sent to me by Patrick. So I'm going to drop a video on that. I'm going to drop a video on that here soon. But I just thought of that when I was talking about how they've literally, you know, ran us through this whole scenario while they've been accumulating this thing for years, running tests on it for years. And we have no idea how much allocation they have made behind the scenes but we do know that you know the on-demand liquidity growth is growing like wildfire and now 60 percent of ripple net transactions are happening on xrp so we love to see it now cheers everyone thank you for tuning in i see some super chats let me check those out let me check those out mc prosperity thank you for that thank you for all you do i appreciate it yeah thank you for the support mc Big 10 spot. Appreciate that. Thank you, my friend. Weird World 2 spot. What's your opinion on Uphold? It's working right now for me. God bless them for keep, keeping the XRP listed. I'm potentially going to buy Flare on Uphold because I can't get it on um, Coinbase. isn't giving me my flung, Songbird or Flare. So I'm thinking about buying some Flare on Uphold, um, but I'm patient right now on my accumulations. I'm really patient right now. I'm not FOMOing into anything. Michael, 319222. Thank you for the 10 spot, Michael. Appreciate that. Zach, thoughts on stablecoins being delisted? Exchanges could be forced to pair their offerings with XRP as it was designed as a digital reserve currency. And to me, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. XRP is ready to provide liquidity into all of the cryptocurrencies that remain. And it's, it, it's going to be providing liquidity for all of the old markets, whether that's derivatives, securities, uh, bonds, real estate, the internet of value, memes, NFTs, metaverse, are going to be brought to the XRP ledger, are being brought to the XRP ledger, right? And it's going to be about XRP being the standard. While the rest of the space is just trying to survive, right? XRP is going to be the standard that we should be comparing everything else to. We compare the dollar to XRP, right? Right now, right? You can get uh, two XRP for, you know, what's, what's XRP? 38 cents, right? So we're almost at the three for one. 3 XRP for $1. That's not going to be the case forever, folks. That's not going to be the case forever. And just understand how quickly the dollar is losing value and how they are able to suppress, like I talked about earlier in this show, the silver derivatives, record amount of hedge fund shorting the derivatives in the silvers right now and in the gold as well. 
Wow, we see a record amount. More gold has been bought right now than in 55 years by these central banks. Even the Bank of China is, is actually admitting that their vaults have been growing month over month as well for three months in a row. Now, as far as stable coins being delisted, yeah, that is potentially there. And that's why I don't hold much of my wealth. Much of my portfolio is not in stable coins on exchanges. Okay. Um, the, the amount that you would want to be holding over there, not financial advice, but for me, the only reason that I have stable coins on platforms is to be able to buy dips. So if I already have a thousand bucks that I'm going to allocate towards XRP or whatever it is, then I load up that platform. Yeah. And I'll keep it on there. Um, just so that I have that ability to set my limit order. So when XRP dumps to 30 cents, I can swoop. So when uh, my cryptos crash down another 20, 40, 50%, we can scoop. Imagine another 50%. You know, I don't know how much, how, how low we're going to go. I just haven't seen enough cleaned out in the space yet. So that's where I'm at with this thing. It's not that I need to see 10K Bitcoin or that I want to see 10K Bitcoin, right? But um, there's, there's, there's still, I mean, you guys have seen the articles here tonight. These stable coins are literally snitching each other out. That's, that's where we're at in the crypto space, is we're now snitching each other out. Okay, I see we got another one. Leopoldo Gondara, five spot. In your opinion, what do you think will cause the switch to be flipped for XRP? I think that it's going to be the lawsuit over. And then after that, we're going to have to wait for the institutions to, to really ramp it up, to take it to the generational wealth levels. I think that we move to a place that's very fun, very exciting, and actually kind of scary when you think about how quickly we can make an initial pump, an initial breakout after the lawsuit. But I think that the generational wealth move for me, the generational wealth investment opportunity, right, is going to come in after the institutions admit that, yeah, we've already done a pre-allocation deal with Ripple for a billion XRP. Yes, of course, we've accumulated 5 billion XRP over the last five years. Absolutely. During the SEC lawsuit, the last two to three years, so absolutely, we've accumulated 2 billion XRP. You know? And then you're going to get the announcements from the smaller institutions that, yeah, we have a few hundred million XRP. And then you got just regular Joe Blows that even have millions of XRP. You, you got people down here and, and over 200,000 people, which is actually a really small group of people, about 200,000 people have bags between 10,000 XRP and 100,000 XRP, right? So it's pretty clear to me, and, and, and that's why it's pretty clear to me too, that we're going to get a major dump when XRP does have that initial breakout is because so many of the XRP holders out in retail, right, have accumulated their bags at prices under a dollar. And so you talk about a move up to $10, $20, they, they've made life-changing gains and they're going to be hitting the exits. And then we're also still going through a recession. We're still going through the fire and the flames and the system burning down in a recession continuing and a bear market continuing in a real estate asset class that's still starting to go through the crash that we're experiencing there in that asset class. And so you're going to have all of those forces and factors along with wars, along with spills, along with balloons. And so people are going to get flooded out. People are going to be, be put into situations where they're going to be forced to sell their XRP. People have already been forced to sell their XRP already at a loss because they just had, they're going through the bear market recession. See, they don't want to admit that it's a recession, but, but the real ones understand where we're at.
Now, let's take a look here at our XRP chart, guys. XRP back up today to 38 cents. We had it down at 36 cents, which was getting attractive for me. But like I said, I just, I really am being patient here. I've accumulated my bags of utility assets that I can sleep with at night. And so I continue to remain patient, right? I don't have any FOMO. I already got my bag, right? I would love to accumulate more if we get under 30 cents. I would love to accumulate some more XLM at 5 cents, right? I would love to get XDC uh, back down there at, uh, what is it at now? About 2 cents, right? We still have a ways to go. But if I don't, I already have my bags packed. And if I miss out on being able to, you know, acquire my bags on some of these other cryptocurrencies that I'm now taking a look at, you know, HBAR, Quan, Algo, some of these other ones that have never turned me on, but you guys are demanding deep dives on HBAR, which will be coming soon. And you guys want me to deep dive Quant, which will be coming soon. And I think I just lined up a session with Tokenizer. I don't know if you guys know who that is on Twitter, um, but he's going to be coming on the show. And that's going to be taking place on... Um, that's going to be taking place on uh, Thursday. We're going to be recording a session here with Tokenizer right here. Massive platform. Massive uh, amount of knowledge in regards to the utility, utility assets like Quant and others. So I'm really looking forward to running up that session with him. That's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. Okay. So, you know, I, I, like, to, I like to bring in... A diverse crowd here for this conversation for this understanding and i like to bring in other people too that have researched further in, into some of these other projects some of these other markets i'm going to be scheduling another session with my friend andy sheckman here is going to be coming back on as well so like i said a bunch of massive sessions on the way for you guys okay make sure you guys have hit that notification bell make sure you guys have already subscribed and i'm telling you guys right now the trajectory that we're on we're going to be getting some big hitters up at the table and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to bring a lot of value to our community. And um, I'm hoping to extract a lot of value out of these guys. Okay. Big time sessions on the way. What else are we working with, guys? How about Flare? Um, Flare's something that I'm watching closely. I'm very hopeful for Flare. I've been disappointed by Flare. I've been disappointed by Coinbase. I'm butthurt that I don't have my Songbird and my Flare tokens. But that's my own fault for keeping my XRP on Coinbase at the time of the snapshot. But nonetheless, I do think that uh, Flare is going to be a pretty good sized platform. Yeah. Answer my donation, please. Did I miss a super chat? Oh, Unzen cert. Appreciate that. Two spot is the wealth transfer only with XRP silver gold. No, 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 no. The wealth transfers with every single business sector is being disrupted right now. So businesses are consolidating, right? This is, this is everything is going to be part of this transfer of wealth. So think about our economy, think about every business sector, right? That's gonna be shifting up, that's gonna be changing, it's getting automated, you got AI, you got robots, you got technology, that's really being the massive driver of the disruption, okay? You got real estate, that's gonna be part of the transfer of wealth. You got digital assets, absolutely. You got precious metals, 100%. You got natural disasters and staged events, part of the transfer of wealth. part of the transfer of wealth. You know, in fact, I just saw, and I, and I believe it was JP Morgan, just acquired hundreds of millions of, uh, I can't remember if it was hundreds of millions of acres or hundreds of millions of dollars worth of farmland. I gotta go pull the numbers on that. 
But we've seen that from Bill Gates already, and now we're seeing it from J.P. Morgan as well. And what they're doing, they're buying all this timber land, and they're leaving it as trees, and they're selling it back as carbon credits. So that's this part of this whole new carbon. I mean, and see, this is all part of the Internet of Value, too. The Internet of Things, the Internet of Data, the Internet of Value. And I'll tell you right now, in my opinion, much of the carbon credit scam uh, is just that. It's a scam. It's, a, it's just a fraud, right? And what they're doing is that they're, they're basically selling off carbon credits to the people that are, you know, basically polluting the world, right? They're able to buy back and be a good citizen by buying back carbon credits. And they're going to basically buy a chunk of the forest, a chunk of that timberland and keep it as forest. And that makes them good citizens. For the most part, it's BS. But... Um, it's all part of the transfer of wealth. See, see, not every aspect of the, ch you know, I don't agree with all the changes that are taking place. I don't agree with some of the CBDCs that have been rolled out in these other countries, right? So that's why for me, I want the ability to live outside or not be disrupted as much by these events, by their agenda. That's just that simple. They got events underway, some natural, some man-made. That's a debate. And we can talk about that at a different time, right? But then they have the, a, an agenda that they're very out in the open with now that they're accelerating that I would like to not participate in, okay? And so I just want to position myself accordingly for that. But you're about to see disruption in every single business sector. You're about to see disruption in the digital asset space as that gets consolidated, as many cryptocurrencies go away, as stable coins come into compliance or don't and go away, right? You're going to see exchanges continue to fold. And then you're going to see um, only a few will remain when this is all done, in my opinion, that will actually move significant amounts of value. There's going to be plenty of blockchains that move data, that move information, but they're not necessarily going to be moving high value. That is why I have always been turned on, get excited by the XRP, XLM, XDC cryptocurrencies. They focus on enterprises, banks, financial institutions, problems that are in the trillions of dollars. That's what's always turned me on, is that trillion dollar word. Those trillion dollar problems are what get me going, right? But the mass amount of disruption, mass amount of transfer of wealth is going to be included in the real estate asset class as well. I was just watching some videos today about how the massive amount of builders, um, massive amount of building taking place in Texas, Phoenix, and in Vegas, massive amount. Um, I think that we have the most amount of home building taking place right now than we have ever in history, which is interesting because you got to watch the demographics because some places, in my opinion, are overbuilding, right? But then you are seeing some other, some, some places um, have grown significantly. You know, we, we got a shift in demographics and we got inflows into this country, right? So demographics is destiny. And that's in regards to every aspect of the markets, but in regards to real estate as well. So real estate's an interesting asset class that we got to watch. And that's why to, to your question there, that, that was a great question. Does the transfer of wealth only with XRP silver gold? No, it's going to be in regards to real estate. And it's also going to be in regards to the job that you have, or maybe that you don't have now. We have over 100,000 tech layoffs that just, just took place last year. Hundreds of thousands more on the way. 
hundreds of thousands and millions of jobs that will be lost to automation and AI technology. Okay. And so it's going to impact every aspect of our life in every asset class, every business sector. You will miss out on major multipliers only holding ISO coins. Look into coins like LCX, Bluezell, Jasmine, and PRQ. Um, yeah, I'll take a look, you know. I'll take a look. Cool. I, I like the stories of guys getting little gains. It's great. I'll take a look at them. I'll take a look at the little coins. I know everybody has little coins that they like. And I've heard of LCX. I know of that one. I know of Jasmine. Absolutely. I know of some of that. Yeah, I love to hear that. I love to hear that. That's fine. Our neighbor listed and sold their house in one day, five offers. Yeah, so um, some of these markets are still moving like rapid fire. Thoughts on <laughs> thoughts thoughts on Dark Horse. Um, you know, I'm I'm happy to see that the the platform is working out for him on TikTok. What do you think about Litecoin? Um, no interest. Had its opportunity, had its day. No interest. Casper, yes, I understand. Some of you guys like Casper too. The thing that is interesting about LCX is it, it has some interesting things, right? Um, where, where it's from, the way that they set up that coin, that, that, that platform is pretty interesting. I will say that. LCX has already did 400% in January. It's definitely going past the dollar plus. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's great. That's great. That's great, guys. Once again, catching pumps is fine and fantastic, but we got to make sure that we have a plan for generational wealth, right? It's one thing to get rich and get lucky off some of these coins. It's another thing to have a full generational wealth assets, uh, asset strategy, you know? So if you get lucky on the, on the pumps, on the AI pump, on the, on the whatever coin did, whatever percent, that's great but you only threw 200 bucks at it. So, so what'd you do? And that's my point. I think that there's just been too much spending time chasing little tokens that aren't going to do much. They aren't going to move the needle. And even if they did for you, okay, you can tell your friends that you caught a 10,000% gain, but you only invested a hundred bucks. You threw 50 bucks at 20 different projects. One of them does a 1000%. So you can tell, Oh, I made a thousand percent. Are you, are you on your way to creating generational wealth is my question, right? If you are a real player in crypto and you can find little coins, catch pumps and make money, all the power to you. God bless you. I'm very happy for you. Okay. But people be capping. The kids are capping out there. Oh, I made 2000%. Oh, you little XRP holders. I made all these gains. You ain't rich. You don't... <laughs> These guys are silly. You, you ain't building generational wealth, my friend. <laughs> you know, there's a difference between building generational wealth and catching a few pumps and doing a little flexi flex. And so all the power to and, and like I said, not that those aren't legit projects. I'll take a look into them. Absolutely. I'll take a look. I'll take a look. I'll see if they turn me on.
Doubt they will. But maybe there's a little something there. People be capping, man. And and for me, that's I'm just kind of over that. Like, hey man, what do you think of AI? Bro, it's the future, but all these all these coins are crap. Hyped. None of them have real value. You don't even need a token value to implement AI with DLT. But that doesn't get you clicks. That doesn't get you hype. You can't put green candles in the thumbnail with an O phase and say that I caught 3,000% on some shit coin that I put 1,000 bucks into and now I can afford to be a freaking doofus moron and blow it. And yes, I am mad that I... <laughs> I made I invested a hundred that I invested a hundred dollars into Dogecoin, and if I would have sold it anywhere near the top, it would have been five thousand or six thousand dollars. So I'm mad about that, <laughs> um, but I don't care, and I've basically stopped chasing memes since. <laughs> I've, I've stopped chasing memes after that. I'm too butthurt on that. I'm too butthurt that I wanted to buy Cardano at like two cents. I'm too butthurt that I missed out on the memes. But once again, all the power to the to the meme chasers. I love it. I love the real hustlers. I just think that what's being sold and what's being pushed, especially on TikTok and even with the YouTubers as well, and, and just within the whole crypto space, is this whole mentality of, oh, you know, uh, I, I'm basically this this smart trader. I'm this smart flipper because I got in on all these early projects. And what was really happening behind the scenes? is the shills were getting in on pre-launch tokens that they turned around and shilled to you. So then they were able to say that they made all these gains on these coins when in, in reality, they got in on the launch pad level before they went public, before they did the, you know, the launch pad. And before they shilled it onto you, they loaded up. And so now we got all these doofuses running around bragging you know and there's all these like i see these crypto influencers that are like you know oh this guy made all of his money off of shiba or he made all of his money off of luna and now he's um you know i see these guys they make videos and it's like millionaire re reacts to this millionaire reacts to this and he puts that in every single video you know and i just see nonsense like that and that's the point and so i'm saying these guys put a million bucks into their bank account or maybe they still hold it in crypto that doesn't impress me that's what I'm talking about. For the average person that made 10 grand off Dogecoin, I am so happy for them. For the average person that's been able to start generating income by hustling DeFi, NFTs, I love that. But it's being sold like the four-hour work week that you can just chase memes and get rich and, and listen to me, I'm a millionaire now. That, that, that program don't impress me. That, that program don't impress me. And you still got to rent your girlfriend too. Let's get your game up. You guys are cap, as the kids say. You guys are all capping out there. And I'm talking to the influencers, not to you guys. Like I said, I love the stories. And I'm pissed off that I missed out on 5000 bucks on Doge off a $100 investment. <laughs> I'll forever kick myself on that. But I don't, I don't do $100. I don't do that. That's not my program. And I don't like to spend time chasing all these silly cryptocurrencies. There's a few that are sitting out at the tables doing real deals. They're going to move in a massive way and they're going to stay at a level that'll allow me to build passive income off them, that'll allow me to build generational wealth off of those assets themselves. And I won't have to hustle. 
See, I'm not going to see, see, this is the problem with that program is okay. You caught the memes, you caught the pumps. Fantastic. Great. Now you got to go catch the next one. It's just like with trading. Everybody has a trading course to sell you. Everybody has a trading bot to sell you. There are a few people that put out a, a, a reality that put out fair expectations when they say, here's my trading course. And I don't have anything about paying people that have a course, right? But the expectations versus the reality, there's a discrepancy there that they're selling to, to that most of these guys are selling. They're selling you the four-hour work week with trading. They're selling you the four-hour work week with finding memes. It's a full-time job and hustle to be a DeFi degenerate, to be a trader. I, I mean, maybe not full-time, but you got you to gotta spend some time. Or you can be like me and just do the doofus moron TA and just short the hell out of Bitcoin when it's overvalued. And I don't spend too much time on that. that that's, that's the four-hour work week for trading. I am running that program, <laughs> but once again, that's the level that I keep it out for me. And I just don't, I, I, I'm not chasing shiny objects. I don't, a lot of these projects, they just don't impress me. I wish I could. I wish I could put out a video every day on this new coin that's cool. They just don't, they don't do it for me. Colt Dow. Anything that to me is a joy uh, that you can't say without laughing. That's a joke like that. Colt Dow. No, I, I'm not going to participate. I don't participate in anything that I can't say with a straight face. Right. I don't, I don't do it. I just, I'll miss out on the memes. I've, I've chosen to miss out on the memes. Okay. ODL will not send XRP to $100 anytime soon. DeFi on the XRP ledger will. If you wait for regulations in ODL, you will be waiting for years. Thanks for the input, right? Thanks for the suggestion. I, I love how people say it as so matter of fact that XRP won't do something or XRP will do something either way, right? Either way, these guys tell you, oh, it's for sure going to flip the switch on this date is just as bad as the guys that say, it ain't going anywhere anytime soon, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> when it does move, it's going to be a generational wealth move. It's going to be a life-changing move. And the DeFi, to your point, the DeFi is being built out regardless of the lawsuit. It's just going to be a matter of institutional money pouring into the XRP ledger after the lawsuit's over. But the DeFi has already been built out. We got the XLS 20 update. We're about to get XLS 30 automated market makers, passive in income from your XRP. It's going to be fantastic. And they're not, the SEC is not going to have a case to come after uh, the AMA on the XRPL for being a security. The way that they're structuring it, the way that they're building it out, the SEC won't have a case. Do you listen to Pablo? It's funny. I actually had Pablo on my show a while ago. Uh, that was when I was first getting on TikTok. He came on. We did a dual live stream almost two years ago now. I mean, it's been a while. When is your next Rihanna party? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Actually, I was just watching the Super Bowl halftime show with Wifey. Um, I hadn't watched the full thing on Super Bowl day. 
we watched like half of the halftime show and then i watched like the last two minutes my my buddy said it went crazy the at the ending of the game so i went back and i watched the last two minutes but that's all i had watched but we were just watching the halftime show once again before the um before the live stream here tonight and yeah it definitely was fascinating definitely was interesting definitely taking note I didn't know he was even still on. Yeah, um, I don't think he's on as much. I don't really see him doing live streams, but yeah, it's been interesting. A lot of, a lot of guys have faded away, stepped back. Um, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. If my investment strategies worked well, I'd give them away. I've made quite a decent amount, 75K last year, but I got lucky. I was guessing. That's why I watch videos like yours. It helps me. In retro, that's the point right there is to acknowledge, right? When you get lucky, when you make a buck, when you cha when you when you caught the meme, that's fantastic, right? Um, and, and I'm happy, you know? I could have got more gains in other cryptos versus XRP, absolutely. But now we have a much larger bag than all these other guys that hate and bash XRP. They don't have bags of XRP or their little XRP bag is little, which that's fine. I, I get it. Everyone's in a different spot. But, you know, we've been able to double down on our position. And when we do get a massive breakout that we're not guessing on, we're not guessing on. I mean, it's it's damn near fixed in as long as the world doesn't end, <laughs> that this thing will eventually be out of the lawsuit and we're going to get that breakout. And, and we, have a, we have a currency in XRP that there is no way can be labeled as a security. No way. Can they get Ripple on some of the sales, some of the investment contracts and pre-allocation deals that Ripple did? Absolutely. But the fundamental facts of XRP are, are just so simple. They do not meet the Howey test. It is decentralized. And there is no way that they can say the XRP itself in its pure form is a security. It's coming. It's coming. It's going to be massive. But what are we going to do with that 75K retro ATX? And that's what it's about. It's understanding, okay, thanks for the Dogecoin. I'm so glad that you became a Shiba millionaire, right? But what do we do next? And so that's where we got to understand risk management. I'm fine. I don't mind chasing memes. And in fact, we talk about in our community, I got people that are doing the airdrop hustle on the XRP ledger, are doing NFTs, are doing DeFi. We got people that are making money in, in all sorts of ways, all, all sorts of degenerate trading. That's fun, right? But it's about risk management and understanding your tolerance, understanding when to take chips off the table, when to take profit, when you've made it good enough. Don't get caught holding the bag. And, 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 and once again, I, I'm seeing it happen time after time. Just look at what happened with XPR. Let me pull up the chart for XPR as a matter of fact. Because XPR was this coin that people were starting to say was the XRP replacement, right? Over the last month, over the last month, this is the four-hour chart on the XPR. And I want you guys to take a look at this. This is what I'm talking about. And this is why I put out these warnings and just try to keep it real with you guys. They are still... 
doing classic shilling dumps. That's, that's, that's what I call these. You get all these people that find low, low cap gems, low cap gems that they, along with other influencers can move the market cap of, right? These are, these are coins that are under a million dollars market cap, right around a million bucks, you know, a few million market cap, and they can effectively be pumped and dumped by just community engagement. And that is exactly what happened with XPR. And, and there, there's people telling you, d- doing riddles and decodes, right? They, they were breaking down the riddles and the decodes to say the XPR was the one. And they suckered so many people into this thing. And look at what happened. Clear as day. This is your shill and dump. They pumped this thing. That's 111% on the pump and dump. Over 100% for XPR. Now where are we? Right? Now where are we at? Back down 45%. 41%. 41% down is where we're at right now. Okay? And so I just keep on seeing it time and time again. These guys, ordin- coordinated pump and dumps, coordinated chill and dumps. And in this one involved decodes and everything. And then you're seeing it still with new XRP ledger projects that are coming online. They have a story to tell you. I'm not going to name names, but you guys are saying it. And so stay safe out there, folks. The invasion is coming. Change the subject. Okay. Um, yeah. So there's going to be some more balloons. There's going to be some more objects flying through. Guys, I don't think that this is over. Remember, this is 322 year. 322 year. As we start out this episode, Ross Vandermeer, uh, one of the interesting Twitter accounts, saying that everything is on schedule. Don't look up. 22 is here. Let me, pull, let me pull that tweet back up. We started out the episode with a little secret sauce, a little numerology for you. Ross Vandermeer, everything is on schedule. Stop looking to the skies. It's all a distraction. 22 is here. Now, we talked about this last year into this year. We knew it was going to be massive. 22 is a massive number for these elites is because uh, it's the master destroyer, master builder number. And it's the order out of chaos number, the 222. And so when you understand, you know, how these elites operate, why they operate by the numbers, you can spend a lifetime researching that and why they do that. But for me, I've just wanted to know how do I position myself accordingly, according to how they maneuver, how they use the numbers, everything that's at stake here. And I knew that this was going to be a major, major year for events and operations. It's the 322 in reverse. 2023 is the 322. Okay. So... That's why, you know, I don't really do the decodes anymore, but I just, we, we've, we've always been tapped in on that over the last few years. You guys have seen that. I don't really spend too much time on it anymore though, but I still do trade the hell out of that moon phase indicator. <laughs> still apply it to the doofus more on TA and I still take my profits off the table. Johnny stake, 1970, 20 spot, massive brother. Thank you, Johnny. Always step forward, brother. Never step back. Thanks for keeping it real. Always, always, Johnny. Thank you so much. Really do appreciate all the supports. Massive super chats tonight, guys. Thank you so much. And if you haven't already, please smash that thumbs up for me. Okay, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate everyone for tuning in tonight. On the way out, make sure you hit that notification bell. 
We're going to be recording a session with Tokenizer here on Thursday. More sessions on the way. And like I told you guys, we got the prepping call that's going to be happening at the end of this month on February 25th within my Discord community. One of the many things that we've been tapped in over there, not just an investment community, understanding all of the assets and understanding how to make moves, preparing for the crisis, preparing for the events that they're going to continue to throw at us. Let's stay tapped in. It's on over at my website. I appreciate all of you guys, and I will see you guys in the next one. God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. And all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.